Hello everyone and welcome to the Arsenal Way and yes we are back at you with a behind the enemy lines episode and of course it would not be okay if I did not have a member of Arsenal's next opposition with me. Now of course we have Leeds in our next game so it's only right we have Leeds live reporter Joe Donoghue with us. Joe how are you mate? Yeah not too bad Bailey uh, thanks for, for inviting me on. Um, but obviously been a bit of intrigue over whether this game will take place but I think hopefully if it's safe to do so we'll we'll get some football this weekend. Of course, of course. Let's hope. I think Arsenal and Leeds are one of the only games to be played this weekend. And just what's your thoughts on that game, Joe? How do you think it's going to go? What are your thoughts and your feelings in general? I think it'll probably go a little bit different to um, to to the the game at Ellen Road last season. That that nil nil was probably one of the more entertaining nil nils I've ever watched. Um, but yeah, I think with the form that Arsenal are in, um, sort of the the injuries that Leeds have got, sort of have, they've been absolutely decimated by. Um, you know, it's. I think it's it's quite likely that, that it'll it'll be a, a difficult game from a Leeds perspective, but you know, a potential banana skin for Arsenal because you know, obviously, losing seven nil at Man City during the week is far from ideal preparation. But to Leeds' credit, when they've played poorly this season, they've they've usually followed it up with a with a with a better performance, a bit of a reaction. So it's anyone's guess, really. I think. Absolutely. And your form at home hasn't been too bad, but just touching on your recent form and the game against Manchester City, what has been the sticking point for you guys? Why have you been so leaky uh, with the goals? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think the team were probably leakier last season with goals, but this year, the the personnel issues that, that there's been, I mean, at the moment, you've got Liam Cooper, who's the captain uh, and a centre-half, he's out. Calvin Phillips, who everybody knows from from the Euros, of course, uh, he's, he's absent as well. Um, Patrick Bamford has been out for pretty much the best part of three months now. Um, and, you know, he scored 17 last year. So <clears throat> that was that was difficult to to sort of get around when when the club didn't really do an awful lot of business in the summer, especially in those departments. So it's kind of been a case of plugging holes and plugging gaps in key positions all at the same time. Um, and it was yesterday in the press conference, Marcelo Bielsa told us, you know, you, you, you effectively can't predict for, to, to sustain so many injuries in one go, but you've got to fight against it. You've got to do your best to to try and combat that. But yeah, it's been it's been far from ideal this season compared to last year. Of course, injuries are always a major problem with the season. Arsenal are way too prone with injuries in recent <laughs> times. And I guess you're experiencing in that now, Joe. But just looking at the league table, you guys currently sit 16th place, five points of the relegation zone. Is that worrying for you? And is your biggest aim this season just to avoid relegation or do you want to progress from there? I think the club's aim when when they were promoted in the summer of 2020 was the, to to consolidate their position as a Premier League club in in those first two seasons. So remain. I mean, even if Leeds finish 17th this year, it'll be a relative success because you know the the, the aim is to remain a Premier League team after being away for for so many years. Um, so you know it, it would be disappointing to go from ninth to 17th or 16th or 15th or whatever. But I think the reality is, you know, with how Leeds have struggled this season with sort of matters off the pitch you know in the treatment room um you know just remaining a premier league club would be would be um would be an achievement because you know that this season I, I i mean you look at the likes of newcastle norwich watford burnley and then you're looking at the likes of leeds southampton as being sort of dragged into that 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 bottom three bottom four um so you you are looking at it as, as a as a as a way of saying, you know, with, with the squad as sparse as, as it is, um, with the options as scarce as they are at the moment, you know, you, you just want to try and come through as many games unscathed and pick up as many points as possible. And I think if Leeds get to the new year with with 
provided that all other games are being played for other teams um, and they're still outside the relegation zone, I think that will be sort of the, the 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 launch pad that they can use because so far it's been Chelsea, Man City, now coming up Arsenal and then Liverpool on Boxing Day. It's a really, really difficult run. So if Leeds are still outside the bottom three after, after those four games, um, or rather after the next two, then I think, you know, that'll... that'll quietly give them a little bit of confidence that that they can stave off the drop absolutely absolutely that is a tough run of games you just mentioned <laughs> yeah. there. i'm like oh thinking about that but i feel like with leeds your record against the top six hasn't been great since since you've been promoted to the to the premier league of course and why is that is that because you do you feel like bielsa sometimes he, he is insistent in playing his way and i think it's right to play his way but do you think sometimes he can be a bit more reserved or is it the way he's doing is completely fine do you feel uh, I mean, he's he's a principled manager. Uh, he's a very principled coach. You know, he's always going to to stick by his methods. And while away from home last year, um, Leeds weren't very good against the top six. Um, at home, they actually went unbeaten. There was five draws against Arsenal, City, Man United, Liverpool, Chelsea, and Spurs. Um, and and they, I think they they beat Spurs. So that was the, uh, the the one win that they got against the top six at Ellen Road last year. It's been a different story this time. Um, with Liverpool coming to, to Ellen Road and, and winning three 0 um, but yeah, I think there's, there's there's optimism that you know maybe the the, the home form has been a bit better um, and that maybe can rekindle some of that. But in terms of you know Bielsa's principles and his Bielsa's sort of methods, it's it's not something which is negotiable for him. You know he he, he stresses it multiple times. You know if there's a plan B, that means that you know you you know you haven't stuck to your convictions of your plan A. Um, and ultimately, if you're looking at it from sort of a, a macro viewpoint, from from sort of like the bigger picture, you know, the plan A has has taken leads and the players who are still in, in the squad from being a mid-table championship outfit to to being a Premier League team again. So you can understand why he sticks to his principles based on that that point. I mean, I know there'll be some people who say you should employ a more pragmatic style of football. At times, that might be true. I mean, on Tuesday night at, at the Etihad's, you know, there was you know there'll have been a lot of people thinking i wish that we'd just shored up defensively a little bit better but ultimately that this this is the way that that he's going to operate and and i think you know most people kind of reconcile themselves with that and and know that in the long run it's usually usually pays dividends Absolutely, absolutely. Hindsight is a wonderful thing at the end of the day. I don't think when it's a C game, knowing he's going to lose 7 0. And I think fans also, they like to see an attacking approach. They want to see their team go on attack. They want to see their team score goals. And we also always will offer that with leads. And it is good to see. But we do need to touch on, uh, Joe, the absentees for the game against Arsenal. Now, I know Chris Wheatley's Football London's Chris Wheatley reported that Leeds will have, I think it's, I believe, around seven fit senior players, 11, sorry, not seven, 11 fit senior players for that game. Is that true? And how are you guys going to cope? What are you going to do just to sort these situations out? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, I was doing a, it was actually the, a piece that I wrote that, that Chris was so kind to, to share uh, from Leeds Live. Um, I was doing, looking at the squad and sort of if you're counting players with two or more Premier League starts, um, Leeds have a first team squad of made up of 18. Uh, and at the moment, there are seven out injured. Uh, and one is suspended. So you've got Junior Firpo, who's who's uh, incurred a one-match suspension for five yellow cards. And then you've got um, Jamie Shackleton and Daniel James picked up injuries against Man City. Uh, Bamford, Phillips and Cooper all have hamstring injuries, which they picked up a couple of weeks ago. 
and then on top of that, Rodrigo and Pascal Strauch uh, are both suffering with foot injuries. And we haven't really had a, an injury timeline or a recovery timeline on any of those. Um, Robin Cock, who's a, who's a cent- central defender, but can also play defensive midfield. He's back available this week, but we haven't really had a sort of a concrete answer as to whether he'll be able to play 90 minutes or whether he'll be able to start or whether he'll remain on the bench. But I mean, in terms of sort of dealing with those injuries, you know, Leeds have had pretty much four or five first team absentees pretty much every game this season so far, which has definitely contributed to, to some of the results. Um, it's not an excuse. It's not, you know, it's something which you should perhaps legislate for, maybe in the transfer market, bring in more bodies, but that's not going to be the case if that doesn't wash with Bielsa. Um, you know, it's 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 a, it's a bleak situation when you look at a bench and you've got, you know, 20-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 18-year-olds just making up the bench um, because, you know, while the under-23s at Leeds, you know, over the past 18 months have been been really, really good, really progressing really well, um, you know, it, I mean, it was it was funny at Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. We sat in the, in the press box and, you know, at the same time as Chelsea brought on Romelu Lukaku, uh, Leeds were bringing on Charlie Cresswell, who's, you know, 19 years old, England under 21, but only has one Premier League start. And it's like, that's the... That's the gulf between the teams in this league. So um, it's it's one which they'll have to they'll have to to combat with with the eleven that start the, the game effectively because you know you if you're expecting some of the the younger lads to come on and really impact the game you're really asking a lot of them and, and I don't always think that's 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 fair to ask of, of young players with with little experience. Yeah, absolutely. I think Ellen Road is going to be crucial. Like you, they are going, to, your fans are going to be the top man in that game, and I think you can maybe just push the team over the line, possibly. But we shall see. And I know you, Joe, you mentioned briefly, briefly there about the transfer market and Bielsa's dealings. Now, there is a player at Arsenal that has been linked to Leeds and ha- has actually spent some time under Bielsa at Leeds. That is Eddie Nketiah. Now, of course, he has less than twelve months remaining on his contract. It looks like he's going to leave the club, and one of the clubs that have been reportedly interested in the past was Leeds. Now. Is this a deal that you could ever see happening? Is there is there a possibility of this happening in the future? Maybe I'd always side on sort of the the the, the side of the wall, which would be uh, it's unlikely to happen. Um, primarily because you know he's he's a player who who was at Leeds, who obviously came on loan in the Championship in 2019, but that loan was cut short, as as many of you will know, mm-hmm. um, because he wasn't getting the the requisite game time. Um, that was a season in which Patrick Bamford still hadn't quite won over the Leeds fans. You know, he was first choice under Bielsa, but it was really last season in the Premier League where you know his, his importance became you know, so, so vital and, and was really underlined. I think it's unlikely that Leeds would go back in for a player who proved that he couldn't oust Bamford in, in the championship. And now Bamford, who is by his, you know, by rights, an England international, um, scored 17 last season, um, is the undisputed first choice in that position when he gets back from injury. Um, I think it would be unlikely, given that Bielsa doesn't like bringing in, bringing in players who he feels are not already raising the level of of the options that that he has in the starting eleven. So it's it's one of those where from from the outside, you know, you can look at it and say, oh, well, that makes sense. Bielsa likes him and and he's had him before. But moving forward, you know, in in, in present day, I think it's one where Leeds would probably look and and um, you know pool their, their resources elsewhere if they were if they were going to try and and get a backup striker. Absolutely, yeah. I do agree with you. I think Arsenal need to sell and catch on. We thought Leeds would be a good destination, but as you said, the rise of Patrick Bamford right now it makes it difficult mm-hmm. for Leeds to complete that deal. But we are, but we want to touch on the game just a bit more. And I want to know, uh, Joe, 
what players do you think will cause Arsenal the most havoc in this game? Would it be from the right side, from the left side, from the up front position? Like, who do you, who should Arsenal watch out for? Uh, I mean, it probably comes as no surprise, but it's Rafinha. Uh, he's, you know, he's, he is the star of this team. Uh, and it's an absolute godsend that he's not one of the players who's injured at the moment because um, he, he he just has this mode where he, you know, flicks into it and it's a case of, you know, I'm just going to do everything myself. Um, you know, he's got six or seven goals already this season, one assist, but his, his expected assists numbers are, are much, much higher, um, suggesting that obviously, you know, he should have, ha- he should have a lot more. Um, you know, he's, he's just fantastic at just gliding through challenges. He can, he can draw in tackles, draw fouls, um, very good from, from dead ball situations. Um, and he just has that, that spark and, you know, he, he never gives up. He just has that never say die attitude. Um, and I think in the vast majority of games this season, um, he's been Leeds's best player by, by a country mile, just in terms of the, the impact that he has. Um, you know, he's, he's somebody who, if, if I'm, if I'm thinking where have Arsenal been perhaps a little bit shaky recently, I'm looking at Nuno Tavares. Um, Mm. if he starts in place of Kieran if Kieran starts, I don't know, but, um, whoever is, is facing up to him on that, on that side, um, definitely will have the work cut out because you know Rafinha is one of the one of the best wide players in in, in the division. I'm, 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 I think I'm safe to say. Um, so you know, coming up against any fullback, any fullback coming up against him, he's going to have uh, have a difficult afternoon. Absolutely, I know Brazil have been calling out for a right sided player with a left foot, mm. and I think Rafinha probably does. yeah fits the bill. Yeah, fits the bill. And just what is the ceiling for him? Do you believe? Do you believe he will be a, a Leeds great, or do you believe he'll go into into like maybe a bigger club like us of Barcelona, who of course not greatest now, but or Real Madrid and possibly achieve Champions League successless? What is the ceiling for Rafinha? Do you believe? I think Rafinha's ceiling is 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 however high he, he wants to go. I think he's got he's got the 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 unique. Um, sort of combination of having this immense talent, but also the immense work rate to go with it, um, which is, you know, it, it, it's just incessant. Um, you know, he can play for a Champions League club. He can play for, for pretty much whoever he wants. I mean, you know, the, the the him being called up to the Brazil squad is, you know, pers- from a personal perspective, it's one of the best things for him because it's obviously achieving a, a childhood dream. Um Obviously, there's there's been you know lots of you know speculation about his future at Leeds. Obviously, he says he's very happy there, and and you know there's no reason to not believe him. Um, after the Brentford game uh, a couple of weeks ago, when Leeds equalised in the in the last minute, Rafinha turned to the Brentford away fans and start, started pointing to the badge on his shirt and sort of screaming at them, goading them. And you think, you know, it's I mean, it's what you want to see is you know if if you're a supporter of the club, it's it's the sort of thing you want to see um, in in light of all that speculation and stuff, but. Yeah, I mean, in terms of his ceiling, he's he's going to be a world star, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's shown that this season just the ability he does have and what he what he possesses. Now we've spoken about the threat of Leeds, Joe. Let's talk about the threat of Arsenal, and I think it's only fair. But with with Aubameyang out, does that give you guys more encouragement? Because Arteta said today in this press conference that he will not be in the Arsenal squad. Does that give you encouragement, or do, are you more worried now that we'll use like a player like Lacazette, Saka will have more freedom? But just who fears you at Arsenal? How long have you got? Um, you know, it's like, you're looking at, I mean, that, that West Ham game in midweek, you know, West Ham have been doing really well recently. And I think the way that Arsenal managed that game was was really, really adept. Um, thought Saka was was having one of those nights, which he has so often. Um, Martinelli was was good as well. Um, I, I seem to remember him doing quite well against Leeds in the League Cup earlier this season um, when he was sort of still coming back from, yeah. from a spell on the sidelines. Um, but I, I'd say the one that I worry about the most 
this week, just this weekend for Leeds in particular is Martin Odegaard because mm-hmm. he's been playing well recently. You know, he's, he's been in amongst the goals. But I mean, for anybody who saw him at, at Real Sociedad or, or at Vitesse or, you know, Heron Vane or any, any of those previous clubs on loan from Real Madrid, you know, if he finds space in between the lines, you know, he can create, he can weave whatever he wants. And um, that's something which if Leeds are not sort of settled into a sort of a, a medium or, or, or a deep block, you know, that there will be that space in between the lines and, and Leeds typically have have struggled with with players who can, you know, similar to Kevin De Bruyne, who can exploit that space, can maybe just dart into the space and be used as a wall pass. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's Odegaard for me that I think in that number 10 position, uh, that, that 10 space that could potentially have some problems because, you know, you, you ordinarily you'd have Calvin Phillips tracking that man. Mm. Calvin Phillips is absent. So, um, yeah, you, you do wonder how, how Leeds will manage him. Absolutely. Saying that now, I really just hope he starts in the game because it's really mm, opened yeah. my eyes a little bit because I'm just a bit worried because where he started against Everton, Manchester United and West Ham, I hope he doesn't uh, suffer from a bit of fatigue and Arteta decides to leave mm. him out. But we shall see. But Erdegaard being the main threat is definitely interesting. And before we end the show, Joe, I do it all the time. We need to get your score prediction. Now, of course, Arsenal, <laughs> they struggled against Everton who they were expected to whack the floor with. Everton were... Down bad, they were, of course, Rafa Benitez under pressure. And Leeds, your situation is different in terms of your injury situation and the midweek defeat. So are you confident or are you not confident? How are you feeling? What's your score prediction? It's it's difficult because week to week, you know, the, the, the prediction would change. You know, if this was straight after the Chelsea game, which Leeds lost 3-2, but, you know, really deserved to get something from, I'd be saying, you know, we, Leeds need to be going into this game looking to get a point off Arsenal at the very least. Um, 7-0 against Man City does sort of temper those expectations a little bit um, because, you know, the, the performance was just so sort of, com- you know, completely different from, from the Chelsea game. Um, I, I'd, I think my, my prediction would be an Arsenal win um, purely because I think you, the individual talent that that you have is is superior to that of Leeds and that's not going to come as a surprise to anyone and you know that that sort of talent does win games um, I do think it'll be a closer contest than than 7-0 against Man City <laughs> um, I think it'll be much closer to the to the Arsenal game uh, to the uh, to the Chelsea game I think it'll be quite similar to that because as I said at the beginning you know we've always seen a reaction from Leeds when they've when they've played poorly and I'd expect the same this weekend um, but yeah I, I hope that it's a good performance from Leeds um, because you know you you can't go into the you, you can't go to Anfield on Boxing Day on the back of two heavy defeats you know it, it, oh, well three defeats in a row two heavy defeats but yeah it, it's it, it would have to be um it would have to be a good performance at the the bare minimum score prediction wise I'm gonna go with two one Arsenal um, I think it'd be a close run thing. Close one indeed. I think, as you said, I think the festive season can determine how your season does pan out. So it is really important. And I'm also going to go with an Arsenal win. I know Arsenal fans have been very confident, a bit cocky as well, thinking, <laughs> OK, Leeds lost 7-0, so let's go beat them by four, by five. But no, I'm going to be realistic. I'm going to go with a 3-2 Arsenal win. I think, oh, yeah, I think away from home, we're not the same side as we are at home at the moment. I think we will concede, unfortunately, of course, under Bielsa's side as well. You are likely to score goals. So I'm going to go with a higher scoring Free to game, but we shall see. Joe, you've been a legend on this show. Thank you, mate. Cheers for inviting me on, Bailey. Thanks for thanks for having me on. You know, the Arsenal way is a, a great, great, great pod. Appreciate that. I appreciate that. And guys, if you want to hear more from Joe, please be sure to follow him on Twitter at Joe Donahue and me as well, Bailey Keogh underscore. There will be more behind the enemy lines episodes, so make sure you like this video and subscribe to the channel, guys. But most importantly, make sure you keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh, yeah.